Welcome to the Cover 2 Resources podcast series, a podcast series about addiction and addiction education. My name is Amy McNeil. I lost my brother Samuel to a heroin overdose on October 23, 2015. He was 28. As a family, we thought we were prepared to help Sam fight addiction, but we were painfully mistaken. My family founded Cover 2 Resources in memory of Sam. Our mission is to arm others with the knowledge needed to best support a loved one struggling with opioid addiction. The Cover 2 Resources podcast is an ongoing series in which we interview experts in the fight against opioid addiction. It is made possible through donations and sponsorships from concerned individuals or organizations. If you want to help in the fight against opioid addiction, please consider donating or sponsoring the Cover 2 podcast. Go to cover2.org for more information. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, and via RSS feed. Simply search for the full name, Cover 2 Resources, on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Greg McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources, and I'm here today with Rosalie Canfield. Rosalie is the Director of Operations for Hope Over Heroin, and they have a big event coming up um, July 14th and 15th. It is the Summit and Stark Counties event for Hope Over Heroin. So, Rosalie, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to, um, to be here, Greg, and um, look forward to sharing what Hope Over Heroin is all about, about coming to um, Akron and Stark Counties. So tell us a little bit about Hope Over Heroin and how that got started. Hope Over Heroin actually began uh, at the end of 2014 as the result of 14 overdoses at one funeral home in one week. And uh, several of the pastors in that community decided that the church needed to be involved, that this was their city, these were their young people, because the majority of those 14 were under the age of, I think, 23. And uh, they felt that uh, they had to do something. They called for a meeting with other pastors and business leaders, and out of that was born the first Hope Over Heroin event, which is a free um kind of like a concert. It's music, it's testimony, but it's all geared towards attracting those who would not otherwise want to hear a message from a pastor. Uh, they really believe that uh, they were led to take the church to the streets, and that's what they did. That first event was in Hamilton County, and it, did, it was over a three-day period at that time, and um, they had over 10,000 people attend. And the response was uh, was phenomenal. From what I understand, there were over 500 who responded to the invitation to a relationship with Christ, which is our message. Uh, we are faith-based and Christ-centered. And uh, from there, they were inundated with uh, requests to take Hope Over Heroin across the United States. They began receiving invitations from, uh, from uh, just different states, different cities. They weren't ready at that point to replicate what they were doing, but they uh, did decide to um, discuss it further, pray about it, and eventually at the end of uh, 2014, they did decide that they were going to form another ministry called Hope Over Heroin and um, applied for a nonprofit status for, for that organization, received it, and then began to travel where they were invited in 2015. And that's where I got involved with them. So is it statewide, or do you go even outside the state? We're outside the state as well. We were in Florence, Kentucky uh, about a month ago. We were in Indiana last year. Each year, the uh, team goes out to, I think it's um, 
one of the Dakotas on an Indian reservation for a couple of weeks, and they bring Hope Over Heroin out there as well. Next year, we're already booked in Asheville, North Carolina, and in um, Alabama. And we've got, we have invitations from many other states. We're going to be branching out. Our goal is actually to um, have two other teams that do exactly what we're doing now, crisscross the United States, the three of the three teams. And we're, we're, we're developing that, but you know that's a long-range goal of ours. But the need is there. The heroin epidemic um, isn't going away. Within any no, certainly within a short period of time, right. uh, you know the medical society has done a great job with Narcan and Vivitrol and the other helps that are out there, but it hasn't stemmed the um, the increase in overdoses, and um, we have civic leaders and uh, judges who have told us, you know, this is not a problem that's going to go away through the law or through legislation, so they're asking for the churches to be involved. Our Attorney General, Mike DeWine, we've met with him. Uh, he's extremely supportive of uh, bringing the uh, churches into this fight against um, addiction. So let's talk a little bit more about the July 14th and 15th event. Okay. Um, so it begins at 5.30 on Friday night at Grace Park, which is over in Akron. Um, that's at the intersection of Route 18, and it has no specific address, I, I guess. Know. I it's, think it's uh, Perkins, uh, might be one of the roads, um, Mill Street is there. Yeah, the prayer march is mapped out, and um, it's going to cover, I know we, we'll cover Perkins and Mill, Broadway. Um, it's a march that will last probably around 45 minutes. It's a solemn march. It's an opportunity for uh, a pastor to be praying uh, Leading that, uh, leading that walk, and um, it's also an opportunity for those that have lost someone to carry a red balloon in memory of that loved one. And uh, we'll be praying over the city, praying over that uh, park. And uh, at the time that we return back to the stage, uh, again, there'll be a short time of prayer, a memorial video honoring those that have lost their lives to addiction, and then the re release of those red balloons in memory of them. So right now, in advance of that, you're asking those families that have lost loved ones to submit their story through your website. That's correct. And what's your website? It's www.hopeoverheroin.com. Okay. And people can submit both their story about their loved one as well as pictures and videos? They can submit a picture and information about their loved one, and we're asking them to tell us uh, three things about them that they want remembered. And those will be included on the video that we are producing. So you do the march and they come back to the stage, you show the video, what happens next? You know, I think that to get a picture of what a Hope Over Heroin event looks like, um, we look at it from, uh, we have three different components to our outreaches. And it, inc it incorporates, encompasses what it looks like. Uh, part of what we do is prior to that weekend, we are in contact with all the addiction recovery agencies in Summit and Star County, and we're asking them to be represented in what we call the City of Resources. That is a tented area. We provide the tents, the tables, etc., and they provide their representative, all of their literature, and it's an opportunity for them to share what is available in Summit County for those that are addicted 
or for the families of those uh, who love someone who's addicted. So we have um, the Adams Board of Summit County is um, going to be represented. We have Akron Say No to Dope, Oriana House, Breaking Barriers, Hope is Alive is going to be represented there, the Warrior Project, the Summit County Health Department Community Center, Crisis Intervention and Recovery Center, Naranon, Salvation Army, and churches. Um, I belong to Christ Community Chapel. They're a great supporter. Um, they're going to be involved. Um, the Akron Bible Church as well. And there's a church in Cleveland that's currently Calvary Chapel of Cleveland is also going to be involved. And we have others. We're in the process of just uh, bringing all of those resources together under the City of Resources. And um, the after event um, support is also extremely important to us. And that's where we're so asking. The after event? What's, mm -hmm. What does that mean, after event? Everyone that responds at our, mm -hmm. at our outreach is given an opportunity. We, we hook them up with whatever service they need. If someone is looking for a detox or a rehab center, inpatient or outpatient, or if they're looking just to be connected to a church perhaps where there's a support group like Celebrate Recovery, we're, we're actually introducing a, a support group called Shop Talk. Um, we want to make sure that no one is left after our event without the help that they're looking for. So it's extremely important to us to provide um, connections to those services. And, and that is what we do. We've been very successful at doing that. And uh, it'll be part of our outreach in Akron as well. After the memorial vi video, then I guess the pastor is going to speak for a little bit. And then from there, you're going to begins, have... It begins with music. It begins... It's like a concert. Yeah. Okay. okay. It does mm -hmm. not look like, and we don't want it to look like a religious event. Uh -huh. Because, um, again, our purpose is to bring this message of uh, the love of Christ to those that have not heard that message, but in a way that they're not only comfortable with, but also that, uh, that will meet them, I guess, at the point of their need. And we recognize that many of them are not going to be comfortable in a church, so we're taking the church out to them. So it's, um, it, it's music. It is um, testimonies. We have a very professional stage infrastructure. We bring everything from sound and lights and two huge LED screens um, for the outreach that we do. And uh, beginning with the music, those LED screens will be, they'll have streams of testimony and uh, educational information, just information that is helpful to those that are struggling. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, you've also got a little bit of entertainment involved in this beyond the music and the presentations you've got stunt riders yes we do ride for life um, is founded by scott Carabouat, and scott and his team of stunt riders will um, perform between the premier, uh, after the prayer march and before we actually begin on the stage and uh, it's about a 20-minute performance and they're they're professional they are excellent Scott himself is a recovered addict, and so are a few of the men that ride with him. So it's just a great way to start off the event. Sure, and really entertaining. So after their, their event, after the riders do their thing, then about 7 o'clock you turn things back over for some more music, live testimony, and additional, um, additional witnesses. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
Right now we have a local testimony from a woman named Angel from Rahab Ministries, and uh, her testimony will be shown by video. You know, another segment of what we're doing is educational for children. We have, uh, during that time, uh, after Ride for Life does their thing, and, and uh, at the beginning of our um, outreach, we have um, a certified drug counselor or a registered nurse offer an educational segment for children. And we hmm. provide uh, backpacks to the first 100 children who uh, participate. And in that backpack is educational information regarding addiction, age appropriate, just uh, helping them to understand what addiction does and how it affects your body, how to recognize it if anyone in your home um, might be using. Um, it has school supplies, it has candies, but it's presented in a way that's, um, that's fun. Uh, they play a game, but the object of that, of that game is to help them understand that addiction is dangerous and there are ways to avoid getting caught up in it. So that's something new that we've started. It was so well received this past weekend in Bucyrus, Ohio. So that's a part of what we'll be doing is uh, this educational segment for young people. But our events are all free. There's free food that's offered, no admission charge. So no admission, the food is free. What kind of food do you have? This Take year, my interest. Yeah, this year it will be um, hamburgers, hot dogs, cotton candy, and there's a funnel-making machine, all of it donated by Midas Muffler. We are really grateful to them. They've supported our events in the past, and uh, they're very generous. They're going to be bringing not only the food, but their own volunteers and uh, cooking the food and serving it as well. So if somebody wants to get involved and help out, how would they do that? The easiest way would be to go to our website and go to our event page for Summit County, and there is an opportunity there to sign up for, uh, to volunteer. Okay. And the website again? And the www.hopeoverheroin.com. And the page for this event? It is go under the events tab and look up Summit County. Okay. Excellent. That seems pretty easy. It is. So, and you're still looking for volunteers? Yes, we are. Okay. And it takes about 100 uh, plus volunteers for our events. Oh. So how many people are you expecting? Well, we're hoping to attract at least a couple thousand. Great. Mm -hmm. And in an event such as this, typically, how many, if you could estimate, do you actually connect with the resources that they need for recovery? That's a great question. And you know, it varies by, by event. Um, last year in Dayton, we had 284 responses, actually 284 that were baptized that made that commitment. And how many of those went into rehab and detox? I don't have an exact number, but we know that it was probably 50 or more. Um, the problem with, we've, it's not a problem actually, it's, it's, it's um, just part of our growth process is tracking all of those numbers. We, we go from city to city, so we need to rely on the people who invited us mm -hmm. to track and follow up with all those that do respond. And um, we have methods of tracking now that are in place that we didn't have a year ago. Um, so we're getting, we're getting better feedback. Uh, I'm trying to think of one of the communities, and maybe Troy would be a good example. Um, we were in Troy, Ohio last year, and we had someone there who really did a great job of providing feedback. They had about 
three to 4,000 in, in attendance there. And they had 48 churches and nearly 20 professional agencies that partnered with us for the weekend. They documented that over 3,770 pieces of literature were handed out th throughout the weekend. Over 100 people suffering from addiction responded to that message of hope. And um, 50 or more, I think it was 50, chose to be baptized. They had 1,000 people that were in the Memorial March walking from the fairgrounds, which is where they had their event, to their courthouse and back. One of the most, I think, if one of the most, to me, I guess, encouraging statistics that came out of Troy, they actually were able to track the number of overdose victims prior to our event and then after our event. And in the two months prior to our event, they had 23 overdose victims. And these were victims, the definition, the definition here of an overdose was someone who, had they not been administered Narcan, would have passed away. There were 26 of, 23 of those during the two-month period before Hope Over Heroin came, mm -hmm. and there were six in the two-month period after. And they were able to maintain that lower percentage up until just um, perhaps four or five months ago when fentanyl became part of the heroin part of what people were taking when they took heroin. That brought the um, overdose rate up somewhat. But they've invited us back. We're going to be in Troy next, uh, in August. So to what, to what do you attribute that downturn? Is it strictly education, or is there something deeper here that you care to talk about, Rosalie? Definitely. That's our main purpose. That third element of uh, a Hope Over Heroin event is all about um, a Christ-centered approach to addiction. We believe in the power of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, if you look at statistics from agencies that now provide services, Teen Challenge, again, a faith-based um, organization, has one of the highest statistics for recovery and long-term recovery. So we bring a message to those that are struggling with addiction. And you know, this isn't just heroin addiction. Uh, we believe anyone suffering from any kind of addiction is going to uh, benefit from the message that we bring. And our message is that um, every person is unique. They are created in the image of God, and God has a plan for their lives and a purpose for them. And we want those that believe that there is no hope for them, that uh, that's a lie. It's a lie. And the truth is that through this relationship with Christ, there is the power to overcome addiction and not only overcome addiction, but to get to, to um, reach the point where their life will be all that God created them to have. And that is a life that is blessed, not without troubles necessarily or difficulties, but one in which there's that, um, the resources that God can provide to those that choose to have a relationship with him, choose to belong to him. Yeah. So that's the, that is the main message. That, was, that is what Hope Over Heroin is all about. Um, but we see the importance of uniting a community and of having all of these other resources available because many addicts do need counseling. They do need mentoring. Uh, they may need medical help. They may be struggling with not only addiction but a mental health issue, and we need uh, those mental health agencies to be involved to provide the total care that an addict needs on his journey to recovery. Well, this certainly sounds like a terrific catalyst for connections connecting people. It is. Yeah. Fantastic. Is. Well, 
Rosalie, I want to thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Do you have any final uh, comments at all for our listeners? I would just encourage them to, uh, to come to Summit County, to Grace Park, and to see for themselves uh, what a Hope Over Heroin event is about. But I would also encourage them, if, they, if you have anyone who is struggling with addiction, invite them, bring them, and uh, take advantage of what Summit County and Stark County has to offer in the way of services and hear a message of hope that will not disappoint. It will provide the answers that they're looking for. Outstanding. We've been joined today by Rosalie Canfield, Director of Operations for Hope Over Heroin, that uh, she is planning, along with her peers, are planning a tremendous event in Summit and Stark Counties, July 14th and 15th, and that's going to be at Grace Park. And so please come out. Uh, the admission is free, the food is free, and the camaraderie and potential for connections is outstanding. So once again, Rosalie, thank you. You're welcome. I'm Greg McNeil, founder of Cover 2 Resources. Thank you for joining us for this Cover 2 PPT podcast. That's people, places, and things making a difference in the opioid epidemic. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cover 2 Resources podcast. This episode is a production of Cover 2 Resources and is made possible by listeners like you. With your support, the Cover 2 team can continue to research and broadcast these resources to others in need. If you'd like to donate or to sponsor a future podcast, please visit cover2.org. As always, thank you for listening. Together, we can make a difference in the opioid epidemic, one life at a time.